You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you're listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcasts, including Facebook. You can find us at the Multiverse Fancast, or you can find us on TheMisfitFaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our great show content and occasionally reviews whenever Rob's got the time because he's a busy guy. So we are so excited to be back in the studio today. Today I've got me, because that's weird otherwise. Uh, I'm Paul, one of your hosts, and I've also got in the studio Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing just as well as that intro. Yep, thank you, thank you. And uh, Rob, Rob, how are you today? Uh, it's way earlier in the morning than what I'm used to. That's fair. Well, no, it's, it's not. It's just a random Thursday to be <laughs> podcasting. But uh, yes, so we are here and we were uh, we racked our brains because typically we do movie, TV show, character study, and we kind of rotate through that. And uh, obviously, if something else comes up, we want to address it. Like we just did our Eternals review. Thank you guys for downloading our Eternals review. It's uh, been one of our highest downloaded first week episodes, so, um, which is ironic because I think we're doing about as well as their numbers for the movie. Uh, get it? The- oh, Glo- Globally, it is slaughtering. It is doing really, really well. Locally, it's doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good locally. That's what I heard anyway. Oh, all right. Burn. Anyway, so uh, we wanted to do a character study, and I believe uh, our last one was the Incredible Hulk, and we had a lot of fun doing that. So we wrapped our brains. What DC character would be a really fun character study, and one that we uh, haven't done yet, obviously. And then I realized that at the end of every episode, for the past five years... We say smorgasbord? Get out. Oh. No, that's only in the past year. Oh, God, it's so... Yeah, I just cut it out anyway. I mean, nobody hears it. People are very confused right now. But no, we always say back in a flash. And you know what? I think with the flash coming back and now being the flagship show of the Arrowverse, Supergirl just had its uh, last episode this past yeah. week. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow still going on. Black Lightning's over. Superman and Lois is going. Arrow's obviously over. Flash is kind of the show that's still around and kind of the biggest of those uh, Arrowverse shows. And also having its big five episode uh, crossover event yes. coming up armageddon so we figured now would be a great time to tackle the flash and so this would be a quick episode it's already done <laughs> weirdest thing ever but uh so we're we just sped t- right through that we just right through it yeah we just yeah there's gonna be a lot of puns in today's episode so we're gonna apologize now but we have uh we're gonna talk a little bit about grant gustin's version of the flash we're gonna talk ezra miller's version of the flash and what we're hoping for in flashpoint and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the other flash uh in media we have john wesley ship who's now reprised the role on star girl which is awesome uh we have uh the the flash from uh justice league and justice league unlimited the cartoon shows you know you got your kid flashes your various so that's kind of how our episode is going to go but obviously first and foremost we have to talk about news so let's pass it over to rob and rob what do you got all right well first of all we uh got some a nice little surprise this week in the spider-man no way home poster and Twitter uh users were encouraged to look closely into the poster and what did we see Little tiny green goblin was on the poster. At this point, I was going to say Batman because it's just, oh, my God. So, yeah, there is – if you look closely on the poster, uh, on the right side, midway up, there is a very, very small, 
Green Goblin, which is in the same garb as uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Uh, so that's a confirmation, absolutely. You know, obviously we already knew a lot of the stuff was in there, or at least we suspected. So this just confirms it. So and this is an official poster because yes. um, not not a spoiler alert because I'm not going to go into them in detail. But apparently two pictures were released. I saw those. That the the internet's exploding over. I am taking everything that's not from an official source, even things from the official source, with a huge grain of salt. Mm -hmm. You know, even Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home, they put stuff in the trailers and in promotional stuff that wasn't in the movie. Yes. You know, the shot of Spider-Man and Iron Man, you know, Spider-Man swinging through the city and Iron Man flying next to him wasn't in the actual movie. The shot of Hulk running on Wakanda, uh, you know, in full Hulkishness. Yeah, with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So Marvel's very good at their... We're going to put stuff in the promotional stuff just to mess with people kind of mentality. Yeah, they and do a lot of bait and switch, but in a good way. Yes. I I want to go into this movie as cold as humanly possible. Like, mm-hmm. I want to – because also – 98.4? Something like that, okay. yeah. But um, so what I'm worried about, though, is the overhype that this movie's hitting because we're expecting Into the Spider-Verse yeah. live action with all these things, and Andrew Garfield's still like – Every interview, he's like, I'm not in this movie. Then yeah. Why are you being interviewed, Andrew? Yeah, right? <laughs> God. Um, then you got Tobey Maguire walking through Central Park being like, yo, I'm in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and also uh, Tom Holland said that it's a it's a lot darker film than uh, what we're expecting, that it's going to be very a lot of disturbing things, a lot of interesting things to it. Uh, it's not exactly going to be the fun roller coaster that everyone is hoping for, but it's going to be something that's deeply moving. I'm still either way. I'm excited, and we will be in the theater wearing Spider-Man t-shirts. Oh, yeah. I what, cannot wait. I think we're about 30 days out, just about, like uh, a little a little bit less. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, more, a little yeah. bit more than that. And yeah, like 35, 36 yeah. days. So I did the math the other we need day. To do, we need to do a Spider-Man countdown. I, I wouldn't say no. Like a I, countdown clock. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I mean, we did our – if you guys look back at our archives, we have uh, our Spider-Man episodes. We did – uh, the Sam Raimi trilogy. We did yep. the Amazing trilogy, mm-hmm. or the Amazing Duo, excuse me, and um, the MCU Spider-Man. So maybe before the uh, the episode or the movie comes out, we'll do another retro review on all three and just kind of talk our Very thoughts. Cool. Um, going down the list, going though. down, we've got uh, Wakanda Forever had to shut down for a little bit. Uh, star Letitia Wright uh, was injured on. Well, she was injured previously. Uh, she sustained it earlier this year. Um, she was shooting a sequence involving a stunt rig. Um, and at the time, it said her injuries were minor and it wouldn't slow production down. But now that they've shot everything around her and she's still not back yet, they had to shut down for a while. So yeah. we're without knowledge of what exactly this movie is going to be about. Um, it's hard to understand what her role is in the entire production. A lot so. of people were hoping that she'd be the new Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, also, I think that because of the tragedy that happened on Rust, I think that's uh, Alec oh, Baldwin. They're, yeah. they're not taking any chance. Like Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. already said that he's no longer using uh, prop guns. A lot of people are coming out and starting to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think with that, there's you know, you got a, you got a long history of accidents on movie sets that have had like devastating consequences, whether mm-hmm. it's death or or permanent injury. Um, I think it was Triple uh, X with uh, Vin Diesel years yeah. and years ago, like. The, this, one of the stunt doubles died on that set. Oh, really? And nobody wow. talks about it. No. So I think movie sets Wizard are... of Oz. That's not... That's an urban legend. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> For those of 
for those of you guys who don't know what Ronnie's <laughs> referencing, there is a sequence when uh, right after the witch attacks and they're walking back down the road that you supposedly see po- a, allegedly you see uh, the uh, a munchkin who hung himself in the background. It's a bird. It's, it yeah. is a bird. Unfortunately, now well nowadays with the high definition and Blu-ray and all that stuff, it's much easier to tell. But in like the original version, you can definitely be like, what? That's what is like that? the yeah. dead ghost kid in Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> it's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> But um, yeah, so we we wish her the best. We hope a, a speedy recovery, mm-hmm. um, and we hope the movie gets back on track because yes. you know with it, this year of delays and all that. Because yeah. apparently Spider Man, they're talking about delaying it in other countries, and people are freaking out, and rightfully so. Nowadays, the Wikipedia page is fully complete before the movie's like even fully out. Mm. Like on Thursday night before the movie comes out, you can't even go on the internet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, moving uh, on. Moving on. Uh, Black Adam, I believe, wrapped. Yes. And they have a cut. Uh, it's a long cut. Uh, but, of course, every first cut is a long cut. So we will see where that goes. But the Snyder Cut was four hours. Nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, most movies, when they're done, they're about three, four hours. Yeah. And then they have to – and then they get cut down. That's just the right. way most movies work. Sometimes it's as a result of um, uh, test audiences and what they're into and what they're not into. Uh, sometimes it's the studio. Uh, studio. Sometimes it's the filmmakers that just say, "Okay, that's not really working now." Or other times it's real world events. Look at the original Spider-Man. They had that whole oh, with sequence the with, the, with the World Trade Center, and then they yeah. took it out. So, and also people freak out about reshoots. Reshoots have been done for oh, every, ever. everything's got a reshoot. Yeah. Everything has reshoots, but people freak. But now they're so common knowledge that they're like, "Oh, they're reshooting. Must be a bad movie." No, it's it's how they've always <laughs> done it. But just now with the internet, you know it. And yeah. then we've got Morbius. A Morbius trailer dropped for us. This now, movie looks so okay. confusing. I, I will say this, and, and you'll be surprised to hear this. First of all, you, you know that I'm not a fan of the Sony multi-Marvel universe, However, whatever it is. if you guys really want to laugh, read his review of Venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am no big fan. And boy, has Venom 2 dropped in my mind uh, this past couple weeks. Ironically, Venom's dropped in this trailer, too. Uh, so, yeah. So, this is the second trailer we've had for Morbius. Um, I will say this much. It is significantly better than the first trailer. And the first trailer wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was... I, I I thought it was hacky. I thought it was... It hit all the cliched beats that most of the origin stories have. Um, but uh, you, you liked it. The, the new trailer or no, the first the, one? No, the first one. I didn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big Jared Leto fan. Um, you know, as much as I do enjoy the the DC universe and all that stuff, I did not think he was the best Joker. I'm sure, you know, David Ayer keeps posting things like, you guys never got to see the actual Joker. Like, okay, all right, I got you. Relax. Yeah, yeah. But, with, and actually, on a side note of David Ayer, he just released some images of more, his uh, original uh, thought for Harley Quinn. Um I didn't see that. Oh, it's, it's too too inappropriate. Love it, but um, you know, like I'm not a big Jared Leto fan. I I'm I've seen him in some good. Like, don't get me wrong, he's got some talent to him, and obviously he's an Academy Award winning actor. Mm-hmm. But um, and rightfully so, rightfully he's great so. in Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas yeah, Buyers Club 100%. is great. But um, you know, for this for the first Morbius trailer, I was like, okay, it it, it could be worse. You know, but I said that about the first Venom trailer also. But for this new trailer. I'm very confused where this takes place. Yeah, because we should note that this movie... Well, first of all, this movie's been pushed back because of COVID. Second, this movie is now coming out in January, which is after Spider-Man. And I, originally, it was supposed to come out before Four. Spider-Man. Yeah, and this 
trailer drops as the first one did it dropped um michael keaton in it which we can only assume is playing the same character adrian tombs, yeah. adrian tombs the vulture um there is mention of venom in the trailer uh there's that image of spider-man that says murderer on the wall but that's the sam raimi spider-man actually my kids pointed out to me it's the sony from the video uh, game, from the yes. video game but yeah it's, it's wearing that skin though it's wearing right. the sam raimi costume so uh, no, we're not really sure when this is taking place or what's happening or where or how or I wouldn't be surprised if if it's supposed to come out after if it was supposed to come out after Spider-Man originally I would say oh apparently Doctor Strange and the multiverse and all this like maybe things got mixed matched like Crisis mm-hmm. on Infinite Earths but the fact that this movie was supposed to come out beforehand yeah. makes me very confuzzled I I don't know what to think of it um I'll go see it, obviously, and uh, and I'm sure I'll hate it. But uh, we'll do a review. I on don't it. know if yeah. I'll hate it as much as Venom. Um, I, I guess when the runtime comes out, at least with Jared Leto, he's all he's never boring. Um, I don't necessarily always like what he does, but he's you never, never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, he's never dull. I'll give him that. But you know what? You can argue that because Tom Hardy's great at in the movies. Just. Yeah. He's a great actor in a terrible movie. Yeah, and, and I have to say, he's, for me, the only good thing in the Venom movies, that at least he, he goes full on with everything he does. Oh, he doesn't care. Yeah, I he's, love it. He's all in. And Jared Leto is kind of the same way. Um, you know, I'm thinking of, uh, he was in Blade Runner, when he was fantastic yep. in that, going all in. Uh, I, I don't quite understand the Morbius trailer as to what he's doing. He's got some sort of disease, and then he goes to see some bats, and he cuts his hand, and they swarm him. Yeah, and... so in the in the comics, he's not a traditional vampire. He's a scientifically created vampire. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious to see if... I mean, we already got him. Smiled spoilers for Eternals. Mahershal Ali's blade has a cameo has of sorts. A cameo of sorts. <laughs> So we have Blade in the MCU. I would love to see him pop up in Morbius because they have a very tenuous relationship in in the comics. Um, The first time I ever saw Morbius was actually the Spider-Man animated show. And Mm. I don't know if you guys saw the Spider-Man animated show, but it was so heavily censored because of Batman animated series and Power Rangers at the time. Like children's television got heavily censored. Not only was Spider-Man never allowed to throw a punch, like he does not punch at all in the entire show. I'm sure there are no guns then either. Laser guns. Oh. Cops have laser guns. I think pew, they, pew, pew. They have some workarounds, like they, they show a, a handgun at one point and Spider-Man punches sort of in another. But um, when they introduced Morbius, the living vampire, they weren't allowed to say blood. So they kept saying plasma. <laughs> it's sort of like back in the fifties when you didn't couldn't have the couples in the same bed in the tale yeah. it, it TV was, sitcoms. If if you guys have not seen the nineties Spider Man anime show, it is a fantastic example of the comic book code in effect because that was That'd a big thing. But uh, any other news that we want to jump into? I believe that wraps us up for the week. Wonderful. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk all things the Flash. But first, a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. 
All right, we are back, and this is take two for those of you guys who aren't sure because somebody was still talking when I hit record for coming back from it our was commercial. Not me. It was so Ronnie. But anyway, uh, so we are very excited. Um, I know I was excited because if you guys have been longtime listeners of the show, like, you know, Rob started off as a listener to the show, and then he just annoyed us until we let him on. It works, kids. It works. <laughs> I mean, Rob was actually our first uh, sponsor of sorts. He yeah, uh, he contributed yeah. when we were oh, trying to get board. brand new when we were yeah. trying to get brand new equipment. So um, you can actually thank Rob uh, by going to themisfitfashion.com and liking all of his Woo-hoo. reviews. But um, when Ronnie and I first started the show um, in a game called Biting Off More Than We Can Chew, we nah. started off doing <laughs> reviews of Arrow and Flash. Like that's how our shows started, right? Mm-hmm. So. We would do a, almost what, like three episodes a week or something, something like, like that, that when we yeah. first started, and uh, it was a lot. But um, it's fun to go back to the Flash, the the show that yeah. the first spinoff of the Arrowverse, our our first real introduction to uh, the modern interpretation of the Flash with Barry Allen, and of course the le- the iconic. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. So. Dum, dum, dum. Okay, so let's start with Ronnie. Ronnie, initial thoughts on Grant Gustin's The Flash. Um, so <clears throat> I really enjoyed the first few seasons of The Flash. Um, I thought Grant Gustin was great as Barry Allen. Um, and then the past one to two seasons, to me, the show has kind of fallen off the tracks. Um, and... To be honest, I haven't really seen the current season too much, which I'm okay yeah, with. I'm, I'm with him. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Because I've heard bad things, so I'm like, well, why am I going to watch a train wreck when I've seen train wrecks already? Oh, God. You nice. know? Um, I've, I've heard there have been good things here or there in the season, though. Um, so I'm kind of like, it's one of those things that I'm not upset that I haven't kept up but i'm also like i mean it's kind of my job to stay caught up though (laughs) yeah god you know one job um but i I do really like grant gustin i would have loved to see him in the movies instead of ezra miller just to keep like the continuity and everything like that but that's not a knock on ezra miller which we'll get to a little bit later when we talk about ezra miller and everything Mm. rob initial thoughts on I loved The Flash when it first started. I can remember watching that first season and um, just being so riveted by it. And and I remember just at the end of every episode, there was like some big reveal about what was really going on. Like I remember seeing uh, Tom Cavanaugh standing out of his wheelchair and I was like, oh my gosh, or him moving his foot at one point when Barry started going fast. Like it was such a, I, I was such a fanboy in watching it. It was, it was so much fun. Um, I lasted, I think, up to the Cicada episodes, Oof, yeah. um, and uh, that's when it was uh, Chris Klein uh, was playing Cicada, and he was so terrible. And that's when I started to see. That's when it really went off the rails for me. Uh, it, it was already starting to because it was just getting very repetitive, where they would have like the big villain of the season, and and then they know, would have the half villain of yeah, the season, yeah, and it would be the same kind of reveals hitting the same beats. I'm actually looking at uh, the U.S. viewers per episode uh, in the millions. It's a chart, and it's it's a steady downhill very, slope, yeah, uh, all the way up to nowadays. It's it's 
consistently down. Um, I feel like this is the last season. I don't, I mean, scratch that. I think they'll get one last season to promote as the last season. Yeah. Um, yeah they're not promoting this as the final season. No. no. And, and CW has been one of those, those um, ever since Smallville, they are very big with the whole, this is our last season and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, oh God, I, I, same thing. I love this show when it first came out. Seasons one and two are still, fantastic oh yeah uh harrison wells tom cavanaugh mm-hmm. as uh as harrison wells and then as eobard you know we find out as eobard thawne is a great like that spoilers for your early flash episodes well <laughs> he's back in season seven so they do a really great job at establishing that this is not the normal timeline okay. eobard thawne actually came back and changed it and he made barry into the flash earlier than he was supposed to right so they establish that this is a, a separate continuity than your main continuity flash. But then the problem you run into is time travel is really the biggest bane of this show's existence. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, here, here's what I did like before they started getting into that. When they did the different worlds and like they every season would have a new Dr. Wells. Yes. Like it was yeah. Tom Cavanaugh is a very, very talented actor. Oh, he doesn't absolutely. get enough oh, work. Yeah. And to see him develop new characters every single season was really interesting. Some were a bit more grating than others. Like, I remember the, the French Dr. Wells. Oh, uh, yeah, which Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Sh- sh- Sherlock yeah, Wells. It, it grew on me, but it was still hard to grow on me. Um, but he was, he's, you know, knowing that he can play e- pure evil and pure good in any different well, scene uh, is amazing. I liked Harry Wells from season two. The, the one from Earth 2. Which, yeah. Now, which one was that? He was from Earth 2, yeah. and like he comes back, and everybody's like, oh, that's Harrison Wells. Right. And he's like, I'm from this other Earth. And okay. like he's like, a, he's like a jerk to start off, but he really warms up, especially with Cisco. And they, mm. they build a very nice relationship. But for me, like again, season one, we, we're not sure what to expect, right? We have right. Arrow, which is a very grounded superhero show. It is not like, you know, they had like the, the Royal streets, Flush Gang, yeah. you know. So... Arrow, say we'll do a. We've done our retro review on Arrow. We've talked about Arrow. You can find it. I'll I'll actually link it this coming week, just kind of yeah. leading up to uh, Armageddon. But um, you had Barry get introduced in Arrow, which was the smart thing. They introduced him in you know two episodes of Arrow, and it was mm-hmm. really good, and everybody really responded well to it. Mm-hmm. And then they season one. We're not sure what to expect. I still get chills watching oh, the, yeah, the first episode with Eobard Thawne and Barry. Yes. Uh, uh, interacting for the first time, oh, yeah. and, like you see him on the rooftop, and then he chases him. And he's like, "Who?" And he beats the tar out of him. Mm-hmm. And I also love the effects that they do for e- for the Reverse Flash mm-hmm. because, unfortunately, like a bright yellow suit could look very hokey on screen. Yeah. They do yeah. a very good job. Like it's yellow, but it's also got some green to it and some black. And they do the effects with the red eyes and the vibrating. I always thought that that was a really cool effect. and I, I always thought that the show was able to milk its budget as best as it could. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because they, they figured out that you don't need all the shots of Barry constantly running. They right. do a really good job just showing the streaks, and that's a much cheaper bu- – mm-hmm. and then obviously like – Smallville was famous for as the show went on, their budget actually went down. Ooh. So when Clark went to speed away, the camera would pan to the character he's with. <laughs> you'd hear the effect. You'd see wind gust, and then it would turn, and Aww. like you see like a, a chair spinning or something that's like okay. that. Yeah. They were trying, <laughs> but well, the Flash does it too. Yeah. yeah, you know that's that's part of what they do. But now that's you know, a problem. You don't. It's the CW money. It's not big network money. Yeah, but it's then not they'll, that HBO Max or Netflix yeah. money. But then they'll drop something like Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, or, yeah. King, or, King, or Shark. King Shark, 
And then they did a King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd episode. Like that yeah. was fantastic. They did some really good stuff. And they they learned to to throw in those characters like Grodd, who's Grodd's a, a recurring villain now. Mm-hmm. Like every couple even on like Legends of Tomorrow, he's been on King Shark 2. Uh they do a really good job with that. Um Season two starts, right? And they introduce the multiverse and Earth Two and Hunter Zolomon and Zoom and I thought they did a really good job with yes. the, with the sub uh, the expectation subversion because mm-hmm. we all know Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick's the Flash. He's yeah. the other Flash. Yep. And they actually not only do they make him the bad guy, he's actually Hunter Zolomon. He's actually Zoom. But then they introduce John Wesley Ship as Jay Garrick of Earth Three. Yeah. Yeah. They are very good. I would say Flash is probably the best at homage to previous yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supergirl's done it a little bit with Dean Kane and. Um, uh, uh, what's uh, Supergirl's name? Helen Slater. Thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> you did it all by we, yourself. I did. We, I got there. We just played. Guess what's in Paul's head? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So far, everybody's doing a great job, though. <laughs> but and that's another thing. It was the show that introduced Supergirl to the to the Arrowverse. Yes. Um, we also got some great characters on the Flash. You know, obviously this is a Flash episode, right. so I don't want to take away from him. But you got the Flash family. You have Cisco. Cisco, who nobody knew Cisco Ramon. No. You know, Vibe was a very dated character in the comics. Mm-hmm. And every stereotype you can imagine. Um, you got Caitlin Snow, who Killer Frost. Like, yep. they did a great job differentiating from the comics who Killer Frost was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Harrison Wells. Iris West. Iris was great the first couple of seasons. I, she started to bother me. As the show yeah. went on, yeah, I, I when she got trapped in the uh, mirror the, dimension, and mirror, unfortunately, yeah. due due to COVID, that got expanded even longer. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I well, I left. She was still in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't need to talk about it, but you know, you all you have Iris, and once she did the line, "We are the Flash," uh, it was like, yeah. oh, like. And, and I like uh, the actress Candice Patton. I think Candice Patton. Yes. Yep. she's great. I follow her on social media. She's she's really cool and like really down to earth. But I think Iris needs a better writer. You know yeah. who I what Flash family member I think might have started to show cracks for me and started to turn me off from the show was Ralph Dibney. Yeah, I I never liked him as an actor i didn't like his portrayal it was weird he he grew on me like we i think ronnie and i we talked about ralph yeah. um in one of our episodes and we we said he he was a character you weren't supposed to like like that's how he was written yeah. and mm-hmm. whether it was a, a testament to the actor or whatever but uh he started to grow on us and we started to really enjoy his character especially when they introduced uh, sue dibney because the two mm-hmm. of them had a really good mm-hmm. like batman catwoman type uh relationship but then obviously he was written out of the show due to uh poochie went back home to his home planet <laughs> yeah um so for those of you guys who don't know the actor who played ralph seven thousand years ago yeah that well not not that long ago it wasn't like well, james it wasn't like james gunn tweets from like 10 15 years yeah, ago this no. was like recent stuff and it was i forget what it was and I it was a lot of to know it was a lot of sexist and <laughs> a lot of sexist jokes about women and women's roles and yeah. you know unfortunately nowadays you put it on twitter people are gonna find it even if it's years and years ago. Yeah. So he was written off the show. Um, then you have some characters like Jesse L. Martin, who was fantastic. Yes. He's a good actor. I remember him from years ago from Ally McBeal. I mm-hmm. don't know if, any, if anyone remembers yeah. that with uh, uh, what's her name from Supergirl, actually, <laughs> was playing Ally McBeal. Oh, look at mm-hmm. that. Um, oh, uh, Cat Grant. Yeah, Cat yeah. Grant. Thank you. Apparently, she came back for the series finale this oh, week. Brother. But, no, apparently, it was very good. I'm um, sure. But. Um, <laughs> 
you know, you all, Jesse L. Martin does a fantastic job on that show. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of the voice of reason and just a great character, an original character too. Apparently, Eddie Thawne is coming back this season, mm-hmm. which I, I I liked Eddie mm-hmm. in the beginning, and his sacrifice is still fantastic in season one, but um, didn't too much. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, he yeah. kills himself to get rid of Eobard Thawne, oh. and it just doesn't help. Here's here's always a sign of that a show has been on the air for too long, um, and this is a very constant thing in a lot of sitcoms, a lot of dramas, when suddenly someone gets pregnant. Yeah, and Cecile getting pregnant from Joe West's kid, just, super baby. Uh, it, it was first of all, they're way too old to be doing that, uh, to be getting pregnant. Eh. She no. <laughs> Uh, and you, whenever they introduce, you know, that's sort of like the, the cousin Oliver syndrome from the Brady Bunch, uh, that you always bring in a, a brand new character that you didn't know was always there, but now he's in the limelight, uh, and her getting pregnant and having a baby just stretched credit credibility of the show for me. And like, then it just, other characters were, didn't seem to be, uh, they, their arcs were going against who they actually were as people. And mm-hmm. I just... It had been on too long. For I think me. the the biggest travesty of characters on this show was Kid Flash. Kid Flash was handled yeah. so exceptionally poorly. First yeah. and foremost, they got an actor who was like twenty at the time. When you th- and this, this is a common trope, like when we when we did our uh, our Batman and uh, Batman yeah. Forever episode, we talked about having Robin be a nineteen year old. What does he need a guardian for? Yeah, he's an adult. <laughs> like. You introduce Wally West, who Wally West for a lot of people is the Flash. Like yeah. I know, growing up, I watched Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. He He's was Flash. the Flash of yep. that. It wasn't Barry Allen, it wasn't Bart Allen or Jay Garrick. It was Wally West. So Wally West is a very popular comic book character too. So popular that even after he died, he he was brought back in the main continuity, and he he still has a very high level of people like Wally West. Yeah. So to, they brought him in, and everybody was really excited. He was a whiny brat and way too old to mm. be a teenage sidekick. Yes. That's why Roy worked better on Arrow. Roy Harper was was much better on Arrow because they didn't he wasn't the kid's sidekick. He was an adult who was, you know, a, a thief and a, and you know, but he had a moral conscience mm-hmm. that Oliver took under his wing. Like I would say that the Roy Harper stuff, the biggest downfall of Roy Harper was when they took him off the show. Mm. Like he was, he was yeah. great in seasons one and two, but Kid Flash gets introduced and they just, they butchered Kid Flash. I I hate to say it, yeah. and then they added the whole Barry created. They did Flashpoint, and it sucked. Like yeah. Flashpoint yeah. was wasn't that second season two? It was the end of season two. Yeah, that Barry goes back in time to stop Eobarthon from killing his mom. Cool. We were stuck. We were like so excited. Like we were stoked. I to- I, I remember and being excited, but happened. also. It's what? Oh, I said, and then nothing happened oh, with it. I remember being excited for it, but then also really hesitant because I'm like, they're doing this now. It's only the it's second so season. Soon. It's too soon. And the problem with Flashpoint is Flashpoint, and we'll talk about it when we talk Ezra Miller's Flash. Flashpoint creates a brand new universe where everything is different. Mm-hmm. When he first stops Eobard Thawne from killing his mother, Thomas Wayne becomes Batman instead of Bruce Wayne. Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Superman lands in Metropolis, not Kansas, and he's taken in by the government. Yep. You know, like all these big things. And Eobarthon explains it that when, just like when you break the sound barrier, there's a sonic boom. When you break the time barrier, there's a time boom, and it affects everything. That's why time travel. Butterfly. 
And they do a very good job with Eobard Thawne knowing how to use time travel in the Flash properly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he, he constantly tells Barry, he's like, you can't just... I still remember the first episode where Barry goes back in time by accident. And Thawne freaks out because he's still Harrison Wells at the time. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 you can't, you can't do that because it, it'll... And then there is change in season one after it happens. Like, Cisco starts developing his powers of vibe where he remembers getting killed by Eobard Thawne in the yeah. alternate timeline. So there were ramifications. Flashpoint lasted one episode. Yeah. One. And there was no reason for Barry to be like, well, I have to go back in time and fix things. It's because Wally gets hurt because he's the yep. Flash in that in that continuity. So they do have a great scene, though, where after Barry goes back in time and he, quote unquote, fixes things, but things are still different. He tries to do it again. And Jay Garrick is the one that pops out of uh, the oh, multiverse. Yeah. And he's like cut it out you're Stop. you're and yeah. he does this great analogy with a teacup i don't know why it always sticks out to, in my head but he takes a like a coffee cup or something like that yeah. while they're sitting in the diner and he shatters it and he said okay put it back together so barry puts it back together it's still cracked and he's like no matter what you're never gonna be able to fix these cracks you might have fixed the cup but you didn't fix the is cracks that, is that the thing that also caused uh, diggle's child to change gender yes. yes so diggle originally had a daughter i think you're right yeah. and then like when Barry went back in time. He became a son. And that was like a big point of contention, though, from when they uh, would interact. Right. Like, yeah. Barry and Diggle were not okay for a long time, yeah. which mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed. That Ramifications, yes. consequences. You can't give Barry the ability to, to travel through time and change things without having some sort of downfall to it. That's why Legends is so good with time travel. They have clear rules. rules. Yeah. They're like, if you can't go back in time and do this or this because then this or this will happen. And if it happens by accident, we only have a certain amount of time before the timeline solidifies. So that's why Legends, I think, handles time travel. And that's why Barry should just, they should stay away from it on The Flash, but they never will. You know what I would have liked to have happened on The Flash? And this is something they do in a lot of the comic book runs is they will all of a sudden paint themselves into such a corner and they realize it. So then they do some big event that just wipes everything out and Mm -hmm. they start over, you know, whether it's like the new 52 or Flashpoint or something like that. And I wish the show would just do something where everything just like implodes and then they're de- left with like three characters and they just rebuild from there. I and know the fans would initially be annoyed and angry at it, but I think it would be best for the show. And they did. I think Crisis on Infinite Earths was supposed it to was, be that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But then with a combination of COVID and just because they can't do a crossover this year because of COVID. They specifically said they're like, normally we do this right. big event. And under normal circumstances, it's a big endeavor. Yeah. But imagine with all this. So when they did Crisis, they made it seem like in the show, they don't realize that there's other universes still. Like, because now Barry and all of them are on Earth Prime. And then Earth 2, I believe, is Stargirl. Then you have, like, the Titans Earth. You have, um, I think there was one for Swamp Thing, even though that show got canceled. You have the Green Lantern one. Like, you have, the multiverse still exists, but the characters don't really know that. Or they haven't addressed it since. I think that's a downfall of the show. I think instead of time travel for Barry, they should focus on the multiverse and and expanding on that. But that's just my two cents. Also, season finale where they fought Godspeed, who was a really cool character. Like visually, like the white suit was yeah. really cool. Him and Eobarthon team up and they use the speed force to make speed force lightsabers. Oh, and yeah. it is a atrocious yeah. it got yeah, Paul, ripped apart Paul showed me the clip and i was like oh this is cringy yeah they, they had lightsabers i had no problem with them bringing eobard thawne back to help barry and he and barry explains it he's like i need somebody who 
isn't afraid to kill. But then he stops Eobard from killing, or he gets mad when he tries to, and then he beats up Eobard. And I'm like, what do you need him for then? It's very strange. So let's talk a little bit. Can I guide the show for a second? Sure. Let's talk a little bit about Grant Gustin. Okay. um, And his portrayal of the Flash is, you know, how do we feel about him and and his, uh, does he embody everything that the Flash is? Because I I noticed we're talking a lot about the show, but let's focus on uh, Barry Allen here. Well, so for me, Grant Gustin is, he's a great actor. I've seen him in a lot of other things. He was big on Glee where he was, you know, a bully of sorts. Yeah. So, and he's very talented. I think that they're, they, when Barry is the confident team leader and also when he's still having fun, I think Mm -hmm. he's a better character. They make him almost like dumb and brash in this show though, especially in the later seasons where he's like, we're doing it my way and that's the way it's going to be. And everybody's like, no, Barry. And he's like, yes, Barry. So for me, I think it's not a testament of the actor. It's a testament of the, the script. script. Ronnie? Yeah. No, I'd, I'd have to agree. In the first like two seasons or so, he was like level-headed. He got the information from the team, and then he went out and did what he had to do. But I feel like, like you said, later on it was more, no, I'm the Flash. You're my team members. I'm the leader, so you have to do what I say. And he turned into that whiny little brat that everyone hates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Rob? I loved the wide-eyed, excited, adorable Barry Allen that he played for those first few seasons where and I, I get what where he went with it, because honestly, if we had the ability to time travel and we kept screwing it up over and over, we'd get really, really jaded too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to become I, I like what he brings to it, um, and maybe that's part of the script problem again. Um, I like what he brings to it, where he is that sort of really hyper excited. Because I have to say, Ezra Miller does that really, really well. With yeah, we're going to talk that about him Flash in a minute too, with Barry Allen, where he is that like just I'm a kid and I've got these superpowers and I'm just so excited that I can do this kind of vibe to him, which is kind of neat. Um, I wish I remember. I used to watch Glee, and I don't remember him at all from Glee. Yeah, he was like a Sebastian Smith. Yeah, after after yeah. Blaine left the Warblers, he took over. You're saying words that I should know, and I don't the remember the school at all. The private school, you know, the, with the the suits. Maybe, yeah. yeah. The preppy school. Yeah, it's been a while. I think I blocked most. Annie, of Glee. are you okay? That's fair. Are you that is Annie? so fair. <laughs> Glee's another show that, like The Flash, has gone went off the rails. Yeah, completely. when yeah. I think on, on a side note, when Glee started doing their theme episodes of it's the Madonna episode, the Michael Jackson episode. Well, that, that that's the one like, that he was in. He he performed Smooth Criminal. Did he? Uh, yeah. And it's fantastic. I'm yeah, sure, but I think it just those episodes were so forced because it had to be all around that. And you know what? Uh, the biggest artist. downfall about um, Barry Allen on the show and Grant Gustin is he does so well with certain characters. Like him, when him and Kara or Kara are on screen together, yeah. they yeah, shine. Yeah. The two of them, like the musical episode, they, it's fantastic. And their chemistry is just so natural. And like they have such a good mutual respect for each other. But then you put him in with some of these other characters and you're like. See, I really like him with Stephen Emil. Uh, yes. They had some of the yeah, best scenes. Yeah. You know, um, so it, it is a shame because also I hate to say it. The Flash is not supposed to be the leader of the Justice League. No, like I I, mm-hmm. I really hate to say it. It should have been Oliver or it should be Superman. And, yeah. and that's where we're at right now. But let's uh, we're going to change gears because, you know, I don't want this to be just a bashing of because we really do like Grant Gustin and we like the Flash. And, and the Flash is one of the most iconic DC characters out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's let's really change gears then and talk about Ezra Miller's version of the Flash. 
Um, first debuting in anybody got it? Come on. I'll say 2018. I'm going to guess. All right. You're just going to guess. So the first time we see Ezra Miller's Flash is in 2016 Ah. in Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. We get our first glimpse of him and his abilities. His bearded abilities? His what? When he comes through and he's got the beard Oh, he's got the the hippie hippie look. And we get him in – not only do we get him with the uh, surveillance footage that Bruce sees, but we get him traveling back in time to try and – Warn Bruce of what's going to happen. That's what I'm yes. thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Well, in both, he's got the, the he? beard. Yeah, oh, okay. beard and yeah. long hair. So, one of my biggest gripes, because that's a really cool scene and it's very comic booky. And also, I like the idea of time travel is difficult and and dangerous for Barry Allen, and it's not a precise science. No. Right. So Barry tries to go back in time and basically warn Bruce about Superman. Mm-hmm. That and this is after Zack Snyder's Justice League, where Superman goes evil. So he's trying to tell him, hey, you were right about Superman, but it's just the wrong time. Oh, and he says Lois is the key. And because apparently if we had gotten uh, Justice League 2, Lois was killed by Darkseid, and that's why the anti-life equation is able to take over Superman because he's in such a point of despair right. that that's why Darkseid's able to take control of him. Mm. Uh, we do see a glimpse of it in uh, Cyborg's vision right before they revive Superman where uh, Darkseid is putting his hand on Superman's shoulder. And that's what that was supposed to be. And it was supposed to be very, like the, the rest of the movies were supposed to be about them trying to go back in time to fix it, which I'm okay with. It's very different against the formula of, a just, of what you would think Justice League would be. Right. So we also get him in the scene where he's doing the convenience store robbery, which we, it gets brought up again. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, initial thoughts on the first appearance of The Flash in the DCEU? Um, it was an exciting moment, I think. You know, I don't think... As far as I can remember, that far back, what? 2016. Yeah. Five years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> yeah. It seems so long ago. So much has happened since. It, it seriously has, though, if you think about yeah. it, when it comes to movies and stuff, to remember that far back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a nice little surprise. I don't think we knew it was coming, right? I don't think it was it was out there or anything like that, that he was going to be in uh, Dawn of Justice or even in Suicide Squad. We we're gonna talk um, about Suicide Squad because yeah. I know that's your that's your favorite. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. I just it was a nice little surprise because, again, we I know I did, and I'm pretty confident you wanted Grant Gustin to be the movie star kind of guy to keep oh. the continuity. I did too. Yeah, right? I, I was so disappointed when Ezra Miller was uh, cast because yes. I'm like, it's we need adorable Grant Gustin. Yeah, He's Flash. But I mean, he's he did a good job. I, I I do like his flash, like you brought up earlier, Rob. You know, he's like that little kid that mm-hmm. that turned into the Flash, basically the little squirrely, like oh my god, this is so cool! I get to hang out and see all these superheroes. You know, I will say I like his suit better than Grant Gustin's, the the red and black oh, armory yeah. suit. Yeah, and I do love and and we we've mentioned it so many times in Crisis and Infinite They finally meet face to face, and mm-hmm. it is a it's a great scene and yes. a lot of fun. But they also joke about the costumes, and he's like, "This is so cool! It's like armor," and, and yeah. he's like, "You could breathe in this." Yeah, well, like Grant that, Gustin's costume looks like it's from Spirit Halloween. Grant Gustin has gone through some very strange costume changes in the Flash. And like um, six of them. I yeah, like. every season he gets a, a new variation of it. Mm. I actually really, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the new Ezra Miller one because the problem with the Flash is, if you give him the spandex suit, and then you give him a helmet, it looks so 
disproportionate. Yeah. The head yeah. looks so big. So that's what's looking in this new Flashpoint movie, unfortunately. I like how Grant Gustin, though, he or not Grant Gustin, excuse me, Ezra Miller's armor, it all matches. And there's a point to it. Like yeah. he says, he's like, it's to stop. It's like the same material that stops <laughs> the shuttles from burning up on reentry. He's like, yeah. I do competitive ice skating, <laughs> which is a fun line. I still like yeah. that line. But we go on now to Suicide Squad and we get our first shot of him in action now his super speed is very different than than super speed as Mm -hmm. normally shown in a lot of these shows what did you think of ronnie i know you're the suicide squad uh fan in here what did you think of the uh the little flash cameo (laughs) with captain boomerang the fan um i guess i'm a fan of the movie yeah um (laughs) it was it was nice to see you know i i Again, I kind of liked how they did like those title cards almost uh, with, with. Sorry, I know I, you don't like good I taste hate. in things, but um, <laughs> he's on this podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so I did like that, um, and and you got to actually see him do something mm-hmm. because in Dawn Justice you didn't really see. He's just him. going through the time portal. Yeah, you know. Um, so it was good to kind of get you excited because at that point. You knew about Justice League, and you knew he was going to be in there. So it kind of, it was more just like, hey, you don't really know this character movie-wise, so we're going to give you a little taste of who we can be mm-hmm. for when Justice League comes out and everything. So I did it. I did enjoy. It. I think his roles have gotten better and better. Yeah, in terms of Grant, God, all right, I keep doing this. In terms of Ezra Miller, I think he is the one thing in both the original Joss Whedon cut and the Snyder cut. He's one of the best things in both. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, he he brings a lot of, like, that childlike innocence. And he even says it. I, I don't remember if it's in both cuts or just the original. Where he's like, I've never actually done battle before. I just yeah. push some people and run away. Yeah. And it's a great line because that's what he that's what he does. And he even yes. tries it on Superman. And during the fight when he's fighting Superman, he tries to push him. Yep. And he bounces off of him. Now, I I want to talk about his powers, though, in, in the DCEU, because they are very different. Mm-hmm. Rob, what do you think of how the Flash's powers are shown in the DC Extended Universe? Initially, I, I was like, I wasn't sure about it, because, again, I this is still when... See, the problem for me was that when he was appearing in the DCEU, he was very popular on the CW. Mm-hmm. It was still the heyday of that show. So my initial reactions were mixed because I'm like, well, it's not that. Um, but I do think ultimately it's better and stronger. Um, I like a lot of the, the slow-mo that they do. I like the, the um, lightning effects. I think it's, you know, obviously it's a bigger budget too. Um, and I, I think it's... Overall, I, I've warmed up to it significantly, so I, I, I think I prefer it now to the original. Ronnie? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> no, I'm going to agree with Rob. Um, I, I think what they've done with his looks and everything have definitely been a step up. Um, I think he seems to be a little overpowered, though, I feel like, in the DCEU. I feel okay. like he's a little OP, like it, like we see in, um, the sh- the TV show, right? The Flash, he just runs fast. Uh, I think and, it, and, in the and, TV and show they've they've and he's got a little little brain to him, right? And here, like I just feel like, I mean, again, do we know how long he's been the Flash for? He didn't he like just no, turn the Flash not like, too not, long not ago? Very, so short that he doesn't even have a name. Yeah, but to me. It, 
like right off the bat, within months, a year at the most, he's able to like reverse time and well, so like run they, at like you know what i mean and like be able to control his speed and everything so they bring it up a few times um in this movie and we're gonna talk this the snyder cut because i th- mm-hmm. i feel like in the snyder cut his powers are much more expanded mm-hmm. and much more capable because he he shows in the snyder cut that he can affect time mm-hmm. he can phase and he can also obviously see things at a, at a different perspective so I didn't realize that he was phasing at the end until it was pointed out to me when the explosion goes off. He phases mm-hmm. through it. Like, it, it goes through him. Yeah. And he and he does the same move that he does when Superman's about to laser vision him, and that was, again, pointed out to me. And I was like, oh, he was going to phase through it. Yeah. So, obviously, he's got a very good handle on his powers, but he does have rules, right? He says, I can't go that fast because weird things start to happen. So, so, it also shows that that's not totally in his control. Yeah. Um, apparently... WB specifically cut out the scene of him reversing time at the end. And I was like, that that's a shame. It's a great, great scene. Yeah. And I do agree he's very powerful, but he also gets taken out by the one parademon that's just really carefully watching. <laughs> I think they gave him a name like Bob. They call him Bob the Parademon or something mm. like that. Employee of the month, Bob. He manages to hit the flash. <laughs> you know but, what I really like a lot more in Ezra Miller's flash? Uh, his running style. It, like, yeah. It, yeah. It, on the uh, television show Flash... He looks like he's a, just standing yeah, there. Yeah, he's yeah, and it's it's weird. It's it's like a mm-hmm. sped up version of a distance runner. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas at least at Barry Allen's running style in the films, like he looks like he's literally trying to go as far and as fast as is humanly possible. And it almost looks like the speed force is is he's like yeah, pushing, like propelling, it, him. like yeah. and he's using it almost yeah. to, to create his momentum. And I think it's, it's interesting and. I, I like how you get a lot of scenes from the other character's perspective where he does just disappear. Yeah. But then you get the scenes from his perspective and everything. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest scenes for me anyway is when all the debris is falling on the the pedestrians yeah. in Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. And he stops and you see him hit everything. If you, Apparently people have broken that down frame by frame. And there's one shot of him standing there thinking like, where do I go next? Then apparently he's moving so fast at one point that there's two of him. Like there's a Barry Allen like up in the air and then there's a Barry Allen on the mm-hmm. ground. I feel like Flashpoint is going to be a great example of how powerful this Flash is, but is also going to establish I have to like not go this fast. I have to not mess with time. Yeah. We're going to get our rules in this upcoming episode, our upcoming movie. So any other thoughts on Ezra Mil- Miller as the Flash? Uh, I, I really like I, – I will say he's not someone I would have picked to play – the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really interesting character in the same way that Jared Leto is an interesting actor. Um, he he is very much an actor. Uh, like I've seen him in a lot. Of, I'm looking at his stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. he he plays like a, a lot. He plays a lot of the same character, and this Flash is not that character. Like he usually plays sort of the outcast. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Wallflower. We need yeah. to talk about Kevin, um, Grindelwald, yeah, and all and, that. And so to see him play this is kind of neat. And he's an in, he's an interesting actor. Um, I think he brings a lot to the role. So I'm, I'm glad he's doing it. Um, and I'm happy to see he's from New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. And also, like I said, it's, it's a testament. We, we've seen the Snyder Cut. We've seen uh, the original cut. And I think d- despite our, our overall feelings on it, and that's not a dig against you, Rob, Marvel fan, mm-hmm. but um, 
we all agree that the characters were all better in the Snyder Cut. Every character was much better. Cyborg, especially the Flash. Batman wasn't oh, yeah, like the easily. goofball. Like even Superman, who isn't very different in each cut, he's still. I think he's better in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. When that axe drops on him, I still like. I'm like yes. But for me, it's a testament, like I said, that Ezra Miller was the was the highlight in both movies or he was one of the highlights like he's still good in both movies and that's a testament to not only Ezra Miller as a character and as an actor but also to the Flash as a character Uh, Ronnie though thoughts Ezra Miller any last thoughts on him um no I'm just excited to see uh how he goes in this new movie you know Flashpoint um I'm excited for that movie and hopefully we do get more rules about everything because like i said i just feel like rules and consequences yeah because for being the flash for a year at the most to have all these powers and to be able to control it for the most part Mm -hmm. meanwhile we saw you know grant gustin's flash in the tv show struggling you know every it was almost like every season he was learning a new ability that he had Mm -hmm. and he struggled with how to control it so hopefully we get to see some of that in Flashpoint as well. So apparently, uh, from the original Justice League uh, timeline, the Nightmare timeline and all that, the original Snyder version, apparently what their mission was, they were trying to get to the Cosmic Treadmill so that Barry could go back in time. Because he can't just go back in time. And obviously we see two versions of his time travel. We see him opening up a portal and talking to Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And it makes more sense now knowing that when he time travels, weird things happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bruce Wayne actually passed out during it and then woke mm. up like it was a dream. Because you, you see that things start to get wonky when he's traveling through time. And so you get that version, but then you also have him running uh, so fast that time kind of follows him. Yeah. Which I thought was a really cool visual. So there's different versions of his time travel, but apparently part of the nightmare storyline was they were trying to get to a mother box to power the cosmic treadmill to send Barry back in time to... to basically have Batman sacrifice himself instead of Lois Lane. That was where they were going with that, apparently. But um, really quick, just uh, quick notes. We also got to mention John Wesley Shipp as uh, 17 different versions of The Flash. (laughs) And and one of the OG Flashes. And I think having him in Crisis on Infinite Earths and uh, the Elseworlds story as his version of The Flash and getting that closure was one of the best things they could have done. Yeah, And he kills it as... uh, Jay Garrick. Yes. And I haven't seen him on Stargirl yet because I'm catching up, but uh, I'm very excited to see that mm-hmm. version of The Flash. Uh, any other thoughts on The Flash before we wrap it up today? You didn't want to talk about Green Lightning? Green Lightning? Who's Green, Green Lightning? Green Lightning. Go ahead. <laughs> Green Lightning. Is that from Greece? Oh, wait. That's no, Greece that's Lightning. Greece Sorry. No, Green Lightning is the, um, the daughter of Kyle Rayner and... Oh. Uh, or a descendant, I should say, not the daughter. It's a descendant of Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, and Wally West. That's so funny. So it was Green Green Lightning. <laughs> so it was like it. She had a um, a ring, uh, like a Green Lantern ring. Yeah. But she also had the super speed. It's, so God, comics Lightning. are weird. <laughs> Rob's looking it up right now because it's bothering him. <laughs> so while Rob's looking that up, I do want to bring up uh, Wally West from the uh, the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Voiced by Michael Rosenbaum, who, uh, for those of you guys who aren't aware, Lex Luthor on Smallville for years Ooh. and years. And Wally West is one of the best characters on Justice League. And he has one of the greatest moments when he finally taps into the Speed Force and he takes down uh, Brainiac and Lex Luthor. 
and it is fantastic. It's yeah. one of the best comic book TV shows in general, but also one of the best comic book TV scenes. Mm. But uh, we would love to hear what you guys have to say about The Flash. So you can find us. Uh, where can you find us, Ronnie? Yeah, well, you could probably find us at our recording studio. Get out of my house. A week. Get out of my uh, house. <laughs> but no, you could definitely find us on Facebook at the Multiverse Fancast. You can also find us our on our Instagram page, the Misfit Faction. And then obviously you could take us on the go and listen to us with Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, you know, iHeartRadio, all those good different devices and everything that you can listen to any of your podcasts on. Uh, you can also find our website, themisfitfaction.com, where you can get access to our podcast episodes as well as some of Rob's rants on there. <laughs> in the Misfit Corner. We should just change yep, it to Rob's Misfit, rants. Which yes. are coming back really soon as soon as Hawkeye starts up. Oh, no. That's oh, in a, yeah. oh, what, no. like a month or month and a half? Less than. Uh, two, no, two it's weeks. like two weeks. Is it? It's the 24th, I believe. Yeah. Thanksgiving week. Some, okay. Well, there you go. And There's they're going to drop two episodes news. that day. Yes. And it's Christmas themed. So Rob, Rob loves Christmas themes. I love Christmas. Yes. Now, also, just so you guys know, we are trying to get to 100 likes on our Facebook page, The Misfit Faction. When we get to 100 likes, I think there might be an announcement that we're going to make. There this, will be. This is a real thing. We're not just, like, making stuff up. No, this We've is a real something thing. Big. We have, we We've have been it. working on this thing for the past month. Yeah, it's about right. so. We've been doing this little side project. So if you would like to know what this side project is and make it a real project, again, get those likes up on the Misfit Faction Facebook page. Yeah, because uh, we, we have a ton of likes on both of our main our both of our main podcast pages but for some reason we weren't able to invite people on our misfit faction one so yeah. we're trying to get to 100 likes on that one and then we are going to have one of our biggest uh, announcements and projects coming out but that is for another time but that's going to wrap us up for today as always i'm paul i'm ronnie and i'm rob and we will be back in a green lightning Aww. oh so. Borg. see ya <laughs>